very new guest would you want to give, take a minute and introduce yourself yeah sure thank you so much for having me my name's Ariel Rubin and I am gosh a lot of different things currently I'm a venture catalyst catalyst with Oregon not rain look at <laughs> yeah. that fortunately I don't have tons of money yeah I was gonna be like you don't come in with the money you come in with the help yeah exactly like um but essentially what that means is I'm catalyzing ventures so I'm a venture catalyst cool um at a company called Oregon rain we're a nonprofit. And we're and kind of in, is Eugene Rain not a subsect of Oregon Rain? They're two separate things? Yeah, so actually Oregon Rain is the umbrella organization mm. and Rain Eugene, the accelerator, sort of spun out of that as um, through the University of Oregon, yeah. you know. So I'm kind of in one of your network's places Totally. Though. And you've worked with a few of the guests who I've had on the show, uh, J- Jeremy Dirtball and Jeremy Cummings, I mean, and Joey, you know how to say his last name. Joey Arshesky. Yeah, I wonder what people. other of my guests you've talked to because I've had a handful of. Um, oh, I'm sure we're people very on. much in the same network. So I like it. So what's what's currently in your kind of mindscape of on top of your head? Oh my gosh. Aside from, I imagine most small businesses going out of business due to Corona. Holy cow! It's been super super rough. Um, yeah. So as a venture catalyst, I'm essentially a business coach for small businesses in rural communities. And so I'm stationed in Florence, Coburg and Cresswell. And yeah, I mean, it's super fun. I just get to hang out in these small towns and meet people and talk to them and coach them and put on events and workshops. And um, yeah, COVID has been super rough, especially because I think a lot of small businesses can survive like an initial hit and a big impact for a month, maybe. Yeah, a month or two. But so many of them, yeah, exactly. And um, the long-term, just like grueling, you know, so much sales cut. It's just like, so many of these people, I mean, their businesses are such low margin businesses anyways. And it's like, even if you're supposed to operate at like 50% occupancy, Mm -hmm. they can't even, they're like losing money. And so many businesses are, you know, do you have any small line. businesses that are surprisingly doing well? Like I mentioned the guest who's coming in right after or who was going to come in. Yeah. But she had to reschedule uh, Madison from Core to Core. I imagine she's doing better now. Oh, totally. I mean, she had a huge boom. I really nice. hope you get to talk to her because, yeah. you know, of course, she's online fitness, mm-hmm. which everyone's home. Of course, they need that. Yeah, yeah of course. No, but um, there's definitely people that are doing well, I think if you're infrastructure intensive and sort of things intensive, mm-hmm. you've hit a wall and there's supply chain issues and there, you know, all sorts of issues. But if you're nimble and you can think quick and you can move fast and you or already understand online. some online, yeah, yeah exactly. Then there's well. been people that of course have been booming or finding new marketplace or new, new products, you know, mm-hmm. doing, doing really well. So. It's surprising the supply chain block has actually impacted my life in the weirdest way. I was really mm-hmm. looking forward to getting um, this thing called a sub pack, like there's the next generation of it's going to come out where it's like a tactile transducer. So it's like a subwoofer that you strap really tight to your body oh and you couldn't hear it. If you were where you are right now, you wouldn't what hear it. Heck? But for me, it sounds like I'm at a concert. What? Um, really luckily, a guest who I had on my show, Asher, and now a good friend of mine, I love the dude. He's letting me borrow his for a little bit. Oh my God. They're unbelievable. And uh, the company sub pack announced like, all right, next generation's coming out and pretty soon here. And then it's been like three months and I'm like, it's probably because of supply chain issues. Like, obviously, they can't get all the stuff they need, but I'm like, I want it so bad. No, absolutely. I mean, things are shutting down. Borders are closed down. I mean, if that is manufactured in China, tough it's luck. Crazy. 
So anyways, what about your personal life? Not to get too personal. No, no, I love like, it. What are you up to? Are you a gardener? Or are you, a, you look kind of granola hippie-ish. Oh, thanks. Actually, <laughs> thanks. people say that. And um, so <laughs> I grew up on a hippie commune outside of Eugene. Really? Yep. How was, many people? Was born in Hawaii and then um, came here with my mom when I was like two or something. Which and we went straight to a farm. Oh, the Big Island? Oh, nice. Hilo, yeah. 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 And then uh, there's a really cool hippie commune right outside of Eugene called Lost Valley. Okay. And it's an intentional community. I probably shouldn't call it hippie commune. People think like, oh, it was all drugs and rock and roll. And it's like, okay, yeah, that was part of it. But yeah. it was big gardens, lots of conferences. There was like a month-long Buddhist retreat every year where monks would just like walk around in silence. And there's all this personal growth stuff. And wow. as a kid, it was just like paradise because yeah. I just got to run around hanging out with all my little kid friends. And That's so cool. Like a, like a Vipassana, a month-long Vipassana retreat? Yeah, we definitely had Vipassana. We had Buddhist retreats. We had... Tons of personal growth. Have you heard of like Wings or like Rainbow Bridge? All these different, I don't know, personal growth programs. Wow. There's one called Nakaima, which I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people holding hands and crying and like talking about their past. Oh my God. Okay. So you, you, you were initially born in on the Big Island, which Kenzie and I are going, my partner and I, we're oh, going sweet. to there for 10 days this winter. We went to Kauai last winter oh for 10 days because we're going to move to um, to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. We don't know where we're going to go. Mm. So we're kind of testing each, each island in the middle of December. Mm -hmm. um, have you been to all the islands? Not all of them. Um, they're all gorgeous and they're all different. So yeah. I would suggest, yeah. Just getting, going to, I guess you're only two. You probably don't even remember it that well. I mean, I've gone back and my oh. dad still has a house on the big island. Nice. Yeah. And I've spent a bunch of time on Oahu and um, Maui. Yeah. I love Maui. That's definitely probably one of my favorites. The Big Island is gorgeous, but I haven't been to all the other smaller islands. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. Growing up, that is also something I want to talk about because I've had one person <laughs> in my life who kind of did that. I'm like, hey, would you want to come on the show and talk about that? He's like, well, there's no way I want to live my, relive my childhood, but I would come on and talk about Bitcoin. I'm like, I don't really care about Bitcoin. Why wouldn't you want to relive it? So like, what was your experience like with that whole thing? Yeah, actually... I, I mean, it was paradise for me, like truly paradise. I, every morning would be like, bye mom, just gonna go run on the, you know, the commune. And we had a hundred acres of old growth forest and gardens and, you know, and it was really cool as a young person growing up around people of all different ages, because, you know, I think in our culture, we're so sort of segregated, age segregated, you know, like, you don't think about it, yeah, I know. But I had mentors like, you know, I just, I didn't even think I was a young kid because I was like hanging out with all the apprentices who were like gardening, you know, in their overalls or hanging out. And I just felt like I was part of the gang. And there was this old woman that lived in a yurt and she was sort of like the elder. And I don't know, it was just, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Are you going to raise your kids that way? I don't know if you're going to have kids. <laughs> Who knows if I, if I want to have kids, but um, I think I would for nice. sure. Yeah. I think these days, I mean, there's so much so much noise, I feel like I would want to sort of go. So you were homeschooled or were you no school? Because that's something kids yeah, are right. thinking of is just straight up no schooling our kids. I actually went to Waldorf school, which is. is, it's like a very alternative private school, um, had its origins in Germany and um, anthroposophical. If you've ever heard of biodynamic gardening, Rudolf Steiner invented that too. He Not was just sort of like this genius whiz that's all about a sort of early child development and how his philosophy is that we really need as young people we really need to have hands-on learning and also learning that's super inspiring because adduce like to educate comes from the word adduce which means to like bring out that which is within instead of just like pounding down and shoving yeah. it you know so yeah I think his philosophy was like build stuff do stuff get outside learn like yeah. get inspired and so yeah I went through um, Waldorf school till eighth grade and then homeschooled the first two years of high school with like 
the last three classes of the day at South Eugene High School here in town, which were orchestra, drama, and choir, because as a homeschool kid, you could do that. And then you get to meet a bunch of people. Yeah, so that was awesome. And then I started realizing, I think I had a bit of a fear of like real school, like, can I do it? You know, I don't even know what a textbook is. Like I've never used a Scantron test, like I have no idea how to do this. Um, But I did it and it was super awesome to do that. And I remember like, yeah, being in my biology class and they're like showing um, documentaries of evolution and stuff like that and I was at the back like crying like super inspired like this is so amazing and beautiful yeah. like the circle of life and all the other kids were like drooling jaded just like oh my god and I was like what I don't understand like wow. education is so fun so yeah I definitely uh, had a unique childhood <laughs> that sounds unbelievable and that <laughs> even cements further that I'm like okay because I mean it sounds like the I don't remember what you said the root of educate was. What was it? Educe to like bring out that. It's more is like you're thing. building a tree, whereas like the current edu- like or at least what I dealt with with education is like you're an empty box. They cram it full, and oh, if you start yeah. to make a different shape, they pound it back into oh, a box. And totally. It's like, all right. No, actually, the founders of education were specifically trying to create the optimal worker. Like yeah, just someone exactly. who could like the ring of a bell. They could change tasks really easily. Yeah you know, do what is put in front of them, not really be innovators or thinkers. Another bell goes off, quick lunch, another bell back yeah, to work. Yeah, exactly. Horrific. You're not supposed to eat in 15 or 30 minutes. You're supposed to be like a nice leisurely thing. Oh, uh, horrific. I know. Could you ever go work an office job where you're just sitting in front of a computer for eight to 10 hours? Hmm. Not to shit on those people. They're incredible and they're very <laughs> needed in the world. But I'm, I'm curious, you personally, you seem like someone who I'm like, I really couldn't imagine you doing that. Well, so... Just a little bit more about my background. So I um, I went to Prescott College, which is in Arizona, and it's like a super liberal arts hippie school. And I studied counseling and psychology and like also rafted the Grand Canyon for credit and wow. like made my own courses and was doing like six hour meditations and stuff for like your, that. And you could just bachelor's. get credit. Oh, yeah, you could make your own Lord. classes on a hippie school, yeah. Anyways, I graduated and was like, what the heck am I gonna do? I had friends in San Diego, so I went and moved there. Um, and a friend, a mutual friend who is a venture capitalist was like, hey, you should apply for this super intense job. And I was like, hippie kid from Eugene, like counseling and psychology. I have no idea what this whole world is, venture capital. Um, but I applied and I ended up getting this job at this company that was essentially matchmaking startups with investors. Oh, so cool. yeah, it was sort of like Wall Street, sort of like Silicon Valley of San Diego. Yeah. And here I was at a desk um, having a very, Typical experience, I guess, you know, high-rise building type of, you know, I went to Goodwill and bought a bunch of suits. And Goodwill in San Diego has good suits, by the way. Good call. (laughs) Not Eugene, but in San Diego. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, I was was there for three years and learned so much just about venture capital and business in general and finance and investing and just, yeah, essentially growing um, a startup company and what that means and innovation and was sort of in that whole network for a while. And then um, my folks here in town um, own Hummingbird Wholesale, if you've heard of them. Mm -hmm. We are a bulk foods distributor. So essentially we work with local farmers to source like beans and grains and honey and That's disappointing. You don't flour. sell hummingbirds and you don't sell them in Yeah, bulk. unfortunately, people do think we sell hummingbirds. Because, <laughs> I mean, imagine, get, imagine there's a company, you could buy a hundred hummingbirds, like, oh my God, just no. get all your house ready so there's all the plants they want. We do get you calls let them go. Still, that would be so to cool. this day. You, how do you even get those? You know, how <laughs> much know. would one hummingbird cost? Because that would be nice to have them all around your house. That's the dream. Uh, 
so funny. But anyways. Anyways, we sell bulk food, like anything in the bulk section of a natural food store. Like Sundance is our biggest customer, for instance. Okay. So like the whole bulk section. Yeah. It's you guys. What about the co-op in Corvallis? Yeah, totally. Really? Nice. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The it's, bulk section it's there. It's funny. I actually exclusively like buying things in bulk, especially like supplements and stuff. Just today. Yeah. The yeah. wildest thing happened. I ordered uh, niacin, like vitamin B3, to, like you flush with it oh, off yeah. Amazon. And I was like, I'm actually hesitant. I'm going to cancel it. They refunded me. They I just it shipped to my house today. So I have oh. bulk niacin now. Like that's bulk fenibit. All the things that I like, like taking, you just get Whoa. them in bulk because I don't like getting pills. You just yeah, know yeah, the profit yeah. margins. They're just kind of so taking you. So true. But at the beginning, you said that I looked very granola and. That is actually true. So I invented a granola at no my family's way. company as a high schooler. And um, it was called Ariel's Homegrown Granola after me. And How it had my face granola? on it for Aren't years. Are all granolas the same? They're just a bunch of oats and stuff crammed together? <laughs> no, this one was like flax and it had seaweed Ooh. and cranberries. It was all like Oregon grown. Nice. So it was, yeah. it was, yeah, super cool. Anyways, but um, actually people called me the granola girl in high school because That's I had my face on a bulk bin in still? Sundance. You know, they changed the branding and it's no longer my face. It's horrible. What can you do? I know. What can I do? Yeah. But anyways, I came home, yeah. worked for my parents' company for a while, invented some products and worked on the website and sort of innovation front. Um, and then met Joey and Drew at the Hazel People. Nice. Actually, they were sore at that time and then um, we're pivoting to... I think they are still sore. He had a SOHR and I put a link to sore food in, my, in his bio. Right, so Soar is the, like the umbrella brand, mm. and then um, Hazel People is like a sub-brand. Cool. Yeah, but it was like Soar Performance, the energy drink, and then when that didn't end up working, then we pivoted to a hazelnut milk. I like it. And um, yeah, I worked there for a year, and um, I'm an equity holder, so I'm still, I guess, somewhat part of the team, yeah. and feel very proud of my work there. It was super fun. We got to craft the brand and, you know, craft yeah. the product really and then awesome. launch and that was amazing he's an example of someone he said his sales shot down 90 percent when coronavirus hit i'm like that oh, is brutal God. but when i when i kind of looked at you like i saw you on facebook or wherever and i was like you always see people in like a snapshot you're like oh i'm sure she'll be here forever and then talking to you for five minutes i'm like she's been a bunch of different places the past decade i'm like not to be too job interviewee but like where are you going to be in like a couple five years like do you are you do you really <laughs> like this seems, seems like work that's extremely uh, self-fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got recruited to this job by, um, the executive director, Caroline Cummings. She sort of met me through the grapevine and she was like, Hey, you should work for me. Like this would be so fun. And I love this job. I've actually never worked with such a high powered team. Yeah. I think there's like six of us now and we all work in different communities across Oregon and everyone is an entrepreneur and they're just like high powered, super amazing. And, um, yeah, Caroline is just an amazing boss. She's a very good leader. She is just like a high-powered, badass woman. And um, she's really good at, at sort of like showing us the vision, but not micromanaging. So nice. I feel like we're all very independent in That's our cool. regions and we're just like trying to figure out how to support everyone as best we can. And yeah. I think the know. one I was set up with was either R-A-Z or R-A-J uh, for um, Raj. Vanita. Raj. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't ever quite connect with him because I showed up like on time and then I left and he's like oh we all showed up 10 minutes late I'm like really because it was like a 20 minute drive I'm like I'm not gonna go back um but darn I'll have to meet with him because that yeah. seems so cool so you should definitely have him on the show he yeah. he owns Young Mountain Tea um, I like tea mm -hmm. <laughs> who doesn't like tea I know yeah. um well that's really cool so you're just gonna be here indefinitely like where would you move up to what would be the next like level yeah, for this I have no idea I mean um 
I have been very entrepreneurial and I've invented products and I have my own side hustle doing videography and websites and graphic stuff. Um, what kind of videography? Just all sorts of things. Like porn. <laughs> Luckily, not porn. <laughs> okay, not that. So not I any know you can make all, a lot of money. Not all kinds of videography. Like okay. you're right. You're right. I should uh, clarify. Um, I've done some like sort of humorous. I've done some um, like marketing videos, nice. and I've so, done some like singing personal videos. <laughs> wow, you sing or just for other people? Yeah, no, I sing and I play lots of different instruments. What kind of music? So I'm currently looking for singer. It's funny the episode that's coming out right before this, Hector Escobar. We talked uh, first. We just started about like healthcare because I was like, oh, I ordered niacin. And then we get into like he made a joke about using grinder and stuff, or yeah. using some guy like inviting some guys he met on grinder to his uh, graduation. I'm like, that's so we had, we just evolved into talking about gay stuff for like last <laughs> half the show, but. Um, after the show ended, I mentioned, I'm like, oh, I'm making this. And I played a song. He's like, I sing. Can I please sing on one of your oh, songs? And he sung. Awesome. Blew my freaking mind. The guy's an incredible singer. Wow. So what kind of well, genre do you sing? Well, I'm more folksy and I've sort of written my own Ooh. stuff. So I can't claim to be super awesome. Yeah. I did a lot of singing growing up, but um, Like I've early Bon Iver folksy? I mean, I love Joni Mitchell. She's my jam. Joni Mitchell. That doesn't ring a bell, no? surprisingly. What? It rings a bell, but not in terms of, I don't okay, know, Okay, well, please go home and listen like to Joni Mitchell. Is that like a Wings of an Mitchell. Angel girl? No. No, that's, yeah, no. Okay, you, you I'll, I'll gotta, go You gotta up. listen to some Joni Mitchell. She's that's classic. Cool. Classic. I like it. So you just really rounded out your granola. You're like, well, I have all these granola I aspects. I literally have my face on granola brand, but I need to focusing too. Well, you know, it's funny. Actually, Micah Elkonen, he's another guy in this community. You should definitely have him on. He's... Um, well, he was the food and beverage liaison for Lane County, where he was sort of just like connecting food and beverage companies with resources. And now I think he's branched off to his own thing called Eugene's Table. However, when he first met me, he was hanging out with Nathan Lilligard um, at the U of O. Yeah. Nathan Lilligard's with the um, MBA program at oh, U of O. Yeah. Anyways, they were both chatting it up and they were talking about me. And they, I think Micah said something like, Ariel's the perfect combination of silicon and granola. Nice. And I was like, yes. I was that's, thinking, cool. that's the dream. I was thinking about spinning off a brand or something like that, but silicon granola or silicon and granola, I don't know. It's very yeah. cheesy, but I like, I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's too cool. What's the least granola thing about you? I guess even before we had this conversation, you're like, like why did you start podcasting all this stuff? And it gave you, I've told on the podcast a couple times before, the yeah. LA spiel with the DMT and the person. And you mentioned you never tried psychedelics. That's the least granola thing I could possibly imagine. I, know, I don't know any hippies who have never tried mushrooms or something like that. Yeah, I know. Um, Are you scared? No, no, actually not. <laughs> Definitely not. No, I, um, so my mom was like really into spirituality growing up and then I got really into meditation and that was sort of my jam. So mm -hmm. it was like meditation, that's where I got my, Yeah, was you know, your jam so you don't meditate anymore? I do, I do still, yeah, I think my relationship has just changed. Um, yeah, I actually wanted to be a nun for many years. Wow. <laughs> like I That's legit intense. wanted to like go to India and live in a cave and like do that whole thing. I think um, they have to live in a cave. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't think I want to do that anymore. No, I don't think they have to live in a cave. Don't they just live in houses? They yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, they don't have to live, live in a cave. <laughs> That'd be a deal breaker for me too. It's dark yeah. and moist and spooky. No, no. Yeah, but I was looking into different ashrams and stuff like that. So yeah, it would nice. have been sort of hardcore life. But I kind of thought about that. Like, do you you know when you have like not even low points in your life, but points you're like, what am I doing? And for me, I'm like, okay, I could join the military. I'm like, eh, you know, yeah. I have a partner and I couldn't imagine doing that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, when we were in Kauai, there's a Hindu monastery up at the top. Oh, wow. And it's free, so you go and you're just hanging out there. I actually got a sarong, I think they're called oh, there. Oh, yeah. Um, it was so cool. And I'm like, 
could I do this? I don't know. It, like, pardon me is like, that's another thing you can just go do. Yeah. Uh, if all else fails is you just, it's a free way to live. Cause it's such a weird thing. Like it's expensive just to live in society yeah. today. Yeah, I know. It so is. Our generation is making less than our parents. I think we're the first generation. And how much is a house? A decent house is oh, like yeah. a half million dollars. Oh, Whereas yeah. if you ask your parents how much the house they got was cost, it's probably under a hundred grand. Like oh yeah. 80 grand. Crazy. It's crazy. Do you own a house? Are you going to buy a house? No. Um, I actually, so my folks own property. Um, it's like five acres and there's some gardens and stuff like that. And I was living in my own apartment for the last few years. And then um, my folks were like, what if we converted this old like shed slash goat barn into a tiny home for you? And I was That's like, you cool. know what? So, Everyone lives with their parents now. I know. So I was people. so embarrassed. Like, are, seriously, yeah. like such a millennial thing. How old are I'm 29. Cool. Okay. I was going to guess like 27 to 28. Yeah. I was close. Um, so many people that I've had on my show are like, I go over I and I paint at this guy's house. He was like 27. Crazy. And they, everyone lives in like the second Moved little. Moved home. Yeah. But I love it. I'm super, I have like very much my own space. It's an up and down stairs and it's like 180 square feet top and bottom. So I think it's like 360 total. And yeah. it's pretty, pretty awesome. I like it. I feel like I it's, it. are you single? Are you in a relationship? Yeah, so I've been in a relationship for like 10 years. Okay, well that makes it way easier, but yeah, I was gonna but say- but we're long distance right now, and oh, I'm, he lives in Arizona. Yeah, the last two years he's been remodeling a house, and I'm actually just about to fly out to Arizona next That's week. That's exciting. And the house is almost done, and he's gonna sell it, put it on the market, and then we're gonna road trip back. We bought an RV nice. for him, and it's like all decked out, so anyways. That's extremely Next exciting. Month, I was I gonna say, if you were single, it's like if you're a girl living like in a second, near her parents I feel like it'd be a lot easier to date than if you were a guy like if I was a guy and I was single I don't think I could live like, around my parents because you could just never bring home a date whereas if you're a girl you'd be like like guys don't care they'd be like oh you have your own own house that's so fucking cool whereas a girl would be like ah, it's not good enough you know <laughs> yeah I know stigmas but yeah no having funny. a partner it allows you to live at home without feeling like a complete Exactly how you, you, you said you felt, where I was like, how old can I be before uh, this is a bad thing? So funny. So do you see yourself moving out or are you going to stay there? You know, I don't know. I love it. Um, you were asking me about sort of like my future and what I want to do. I've been very entrepreneurial, but I can't say like, I own my own business. And like, I really manifested what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, a lot of the businesses that I mentor and coach, actually a few weeks ago, one of them was like, hey, so what about your dreams? And I was like, um, and then it was so funny. He basically like flipped all the tools that I'd been using on him oh, to wow. me. And he was like, so I was like, whoa, 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 That's like flipping cool. rules here. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I would love to, um, I actually love what you're doing. Talking <gasps> to people is my jam. Start a and podcast. And traveling, I know. Do it. Yeah, I know. I keep on like, start a YouTube channel, but that, I feel Starting like that's Starting a YouTube channel is so daunting. Video work, I, I know you say you like it. It takes a lot of time. Could you imagine putting out one YouTube video a week? No, it's it's definitely It'd be intense. a lot of work. You'd need, you'd need an editor or someone. It's just, yeah. it's difficult. I but you're, you're an incredibly charismatic person. Like I was like, there's something about like you know when people kind of have that energy you kind of click with you you're like oh some people thanks get it and other people don't it, what i'm tended to notice is the people who get it not to shut everyone else off they tend to have taken psychedelics that's why i like immediately asked oh you, like, funny are you one of these people and you said no i'm like okay it's from meditating people who meditate are totally there as well yeah but i also think like growing up on the hippie commune and having people of all different ages or just like being really comfortable with myself and with yeah. people I think that's a huge thing. You keep saying all different ages. What do you think of, because this is something I post, uh, I've said on the show so many times, what do you think of like 
people like 80 year old, 80 years old, do you think that they should be able to run for president? Like kind of like the situation we're in right now. I think both candidates are way too old. I think it should cap at 60. Well, unfortunately, I think in our culture, there's just a degeneration of our old people. And I also think that they've been sort of misplaced and they've just Mm -hmm. sort of been like shoved into homes and there's no real future. I feel like not to get all like tribal, but I feel like so many cultures have done a way better job of have you taking been to one care of, these of their. I haven't. I've just ah, read so, so much talking. about you're just them. Talking now. I know. I am talking. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, my dad is seventy, mm-hmm. and he's getting to that age where he's like starting to feel like he's not worth anything, and it's like super heartbreaking because I'm like, no, you have so much experience, and I feel like it's really it's horrible of our youth that we like don't relate to our elders at all where we're just like if you can't use instagram then like you're not you know you're like we can't relate it's like what the heck i don't know if it's not using instagram for me what it is is the majority of old people i know tend to watch a lot of news and i almost feel like okay so i think that there's two things that really kind of melt your brain one is if you do sit at an office job for eight to ten hours a day like that's a lot of your day that you're not doing any critical thinking you're not really thinking about it and i'm so sorry if you have a job where you legitimately are this is not everyone i'm (laughs) using a very broad stroke here yeah yeah. Um, but same with if you watch news for the majority of your day like you are you are you're you're letting someone else think for you all the time yeah super unfortunate i love listening to like a joe like a podcast like just seeing what it's like to think like someone else i like like joe rogan russell brand wow i would like russell brand if he didn't wear t-shirts that i swear to god he must cut them down to almost show his nipples yeah well of course (laughs) i mean that's part of the game too right how much skin can you is is his nipple gonna show this (laughs) i got i almost saw it it's like girls play the guys version Well, what I like about both of them is that they have people on from both sides. And Mm -hmm. I think you asked me, like, what's the least granola thing about you? I have Republican friends and I love being able to talk to everybody because I feel like... Well, you're right wing, right? You said you're an alt-right activist? Me? Yeah, that's why you have... I'm kidding. (laughs) Me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I have friends that are. And um, I think it's so entertaining to actually have real conversations with so many different diverse people because mm-hmm. I think that's another shame of our culture right now is that there's so little thought and so little conversation. Just like you said, people are just watching the news and that's their bias. Yep. And like This is my team. Yeah, and actually I got sort of interested in some right-wing ideas a few years ago. Which one? Well, Not to when, get too political. We'll keep no, it No, I don't want to get super political, but I was just like, I was exploring and maybe I was rebelling against my past and my family and like, what's the craziest thing I could do? And anyways, I was at some family gathering and I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just think whatever. And I said something. I don't even Say remember what it. I said. No. I'm so and curious one of now. my aunts like turned on me. She Oof. was super mad and she was like, you don't deserve a uterus. You're no longer a woman. Like, get thing, out. Never have. No, it wasn't about abortion. Oh, really? No, it was just like about politics, something about like, well, not all right wing people are bad. And like, I don't know. Anyways, but she was like so intense. And I just remember thinking like, oh, I thought all right wing or sorry, all left wing people were like nice and all about peace Mm -hmm. and like whatever. But I got so much animosity from her that I was like, holy cow, like these sides thing where people can just go to one camp and hate the other side is insane. Yeah, what I kind of noticed because I did something similar where it's like a left, a strong left wing circle. It is like an echo chamber, and you come in and you say uh, it's like singing something out of pitch or out of note, and it just rings so hard in their echo chamber, and so they can kick you out. They're like, no, we actually exclusively like our own thoughts to be here. Yeah, exactly. When I meet people, I'm just like, okay, do you even have a nuanced opinion? Like, come on, 
Tell me something interesting. That's exactly If you meet someone and you're like, okay, they watch um, whatever, they're right or left wing, you can guess what they're going to say oh, and their yeah. opinions. And it's like, you're just boring. Come on. Have a yeah. little bit of nuance. Come on. I agree. This is a lot of the things I've been saying on the show. It's cool. But isn't it hard yeah. to not have a group? You can, Don't you feel misplaced? Well, I have a group. I have just like maybe five or six friends who are just like super interesting and nice. and do that have like you know very diverse opinions and i feel super lucky to have those friends but yeah no it's definitely alienating i mean i do feel like i don't nearby? belong Can to I have all six of them on the show at some point they well no they actually live across the united states oh, and i met brutal. them yeah i know and we all stay in touch we actually have been doing like a zoom meeting every week which has been super fun just wow. to like hang out and chat big things and cool. actually um uh, you know, let's see, who am I trying to mention? There was a bunch of amazing innovators like Ford, George Washington Carver, Edison, and I forget who else, but just these like group of innovators and they actually all knew each other and they all hung out cool. and like had retreats and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I just think like we need more masterminds with interesting people that can all hang out and jam about crazy topics and That'd not cool. just be like living in one tract. Because it's weird to... Like, I mean, obviously, if this is episode 112, I've spoken with 111 people. There are some repeats and stuff, but yeah. it's like, I connect on some ways with a lot of them, but even the guests who seem the most open about stuff are still have, con like, still have some aspects of them that they're closed off. They're like, right. I will never listen to this. And I'm right. the first to point blame myself. Like, I'll definitely, like, I've had guests on where they're, like, defending something where I'm like, how can you honestly defend that, <laughs> you know? Um, but... There's, I've never met someone who has like a completely different opinion than me. And like, I can be like, all right, I still respect the hell out of you. But they just hold, like most people really at the bottom of the day, it's like now we've, we've confronted something that we don't agree on. I, I, we, we're just slightly less connected. I'm like, how is that less connecting? If yeah. anything, I try to make better friends with people who have different views just to show like, we got to just bridge the gap at some Yeah, point. I know, I know. Crazy. Yeah, man, there's so much. Actually, I have an uncle who's adopted and he um, was from Africa. And so it's actually like my stepdad's adopted brother. So I don't even know how that works. Anyhow, okay. it's like my step adopted uncle. Okay. But he came from Africa and the whole family took him in and he got a job, I think at like ExxonMobil or some like big Ooh, oil company. Baddies. Yeah, and there was a ton of racism going on and he was just like, getting paid less and like all this stuff and his boss was super horrible to him and then he just was like you know what it's only because they don't know me and so he just started like pounding his boss like hey would you like to go out to lunch like please they'd like to take I'd like to talk to you and just on and on and on and he was like no 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 until the very end the boss was like okay fine like just so you shut up like let's go out to lunch yeah. and they ended up just becoming like the best of friends and now that racism is gone just because they like had a real connection that's cool and yeah i just feel like that's such an inspiring story like mm -hmm. he was able to be so badass and stand up for himself and like make a real friend that's incredibly awesome when people take it into their own hands instead of just being like, well the world's out to get me and yeah. you know it's like that's an opinion like i mean i'm not in a position where i can really speak on it yeah, but when neither. i see it and i'm like you gotta kind of just I know. Just really just hard ass the people around you until they change. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I don't know. Especially with how much is going. That's another reason I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm sorry, everyone who's listening. I'm going to at least slow down or indefinitely take a little break from the show because so much of people's mindscape is taken up between politics yeah. and division uh, because of, you know, the whole BLM and all these things. So and depressing. then also coronavirus. Yeah. It's like how much of your news feed, your, your online time and everything, your headspace yeah. is taken up with shit like that. Large part. I know. Also, cancel culture. Like, 
To be totally honest, even the last story that I told is really inspiring and it's like a personal family story, but like that could totally get misconstrued and someone can take it out of context and whatever. Cancel culture is super scary right now. A lot of people are scared to put anything out there. Yeah. That's why I just go the very far. Um, I went on this, this friend of mine who had on my show for a while, Thomas Hira, he, uh, he actually ran for mayor and he got in second place here. Um, And I went on his show. He's very, very, very far left wing. Yeah. And he's like, I like to start off my show with what's a controversial opinion. I'm like, well, I just consider myself alt right because I'm like, just because no one calls himself <laughs> alt right. So I'm like, I'm uh. like, I just don't really like like this whole cancel culture and all these things that are going on. Yeah. But I'm like, economically, I couldn't be further left. So I'm also a libtard. So it's just like I'm just trying to embrace all those really far things because they can't cancel you if you just kind of cancel yourself. <laughs> That's true. Goofy. That's a good way of doing but it. I probably I know full full stop that when I'm 35 I'm probably going to regret the majority of things I've said on this show right I know that's one reason why I've been really scared to start anything do it what you're, you're, gonna, you're like one of these people now that I'm making music again I'm kind of collaborating with these so many musicians will never put something out they're incredible musicians uh, they never put something out I'm like okay you've been doing this for four eight years yeah. these other people and I'm like within a year I put an album out it's garbage I, I won't even listen to my own album yeah, now, but yeah. I'm gonna put more album out another album out right now I'm sure I'll hate it in two years yeah you just gotta just shove stuff out and be like all right hopefully just forgive me for that well it's actually funny I mean being a business coach I'm mentoring so many people and saying like fail fast and scale fast like Ooh, just you know like fail quickly and mm-hmm. then you you know learn a lot and it's all behind you and just keep going and then you understand your customer and your product and then you can change and grow and Anyways, it's like all these things that I tell people, like fake it till you make it, fail fast and scale fast. Like you don't do. Yeah, I know. It's everyone who preaches to other people. It's It's hilarious. It's horrible. I think part of it is like people are like, okay, if I convince enough other people, maybe I'll start doing it, or maybe it'll work on me, or something. Uh, I'm I'm not any different, but you just notice so many of these people. Like this one person in my life was like, oh, the Four Agreements by Miguel. Someone is. (laughs) Have you heard of the book? Yeah, yeah. So like, it's such a good book. I read the first page. I'm like, he's like, it's a mirror you're a mirror reflecting the universe's mirror and like I shut it I'm like oh my god um and then I'm like okay let me just look up the four agreements and it's like uh, be impeccable with your word uh don't make assumptions uh try your best is the last one and the other one was um oh, I forget but yeah. so my parents are into that but anyways so I looked at the person I'm like you are the antithesis of three of these I think you try your best I think everyone tries their best but in terms of like don't make assumptions um and stuff like that I'm like you that's funny that you really resonate with this book oh my gosh Um, that said what's what's been a transformational book you've read that's really short please don't be like this crazy long one like a quick easy read okay the seven lesson school teacher by John Gatto if you're really into education he taught he was um, a school teacher for so many years I think in New York like public school teacher and then um yeah, he started realizing that he was actually doing more harm to students than good as like a regular school teacher. I'm gonna write it down. Seven lessons. The school seven lessons school teacher. Cool. John Gatto. Yeah, it's actually just a. Um, I think it was like a lecture, so it's super short. Nice. You can look it up on YouTube Speaking too. Speaking of lectures, that would be my favorite book. Is uh, Krishnamurti's uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti's. Um, Freedom from the Known. It's only like a hundred pages, and it's like one of those really short books. Oh my Unbe- gosh. I want to buy. 50 copies just to hand out to people kind of like I gave you a ginger chew and a sticker I'm like I want to hand people this book it's just really interesting man I gotta read it another amazing my favorite book right now is called Aurora and it's a sci-fi book and by Kim Stanley Robinson and it's um I hate science no okay but but this one is (laughs) freaking like I yeah it's essentially about the spaceship that like goes out to find another planet 
um, they find one but realize that it's not habitable and they have to like turn back around. But just the way that it's like, it's written, mm -hmm. just like, I don't know why, but I kept crying and it's like super sci-fi and intense. But yeah. so I didn't know why. And Wait, it wasn't it. They like- They find a planet and then they, they come back. Yeah, they come back. <laughs> and it's, it's very much about like, our earth is precious. Oh, and yeah. like, yeah, like at the very end, there's this moment with like the waves, like coming back to earth and just the ocean. And it, I don't know why I was just like crying. Nice. So Aurora. Interesting. You've told me two stories where you've cried over decently mundane things. I know, like, what the heck? And I kind of tend to ask guests, and I'm like, I think I know the reason people cry. Why do you think people cry, or why do you cry in those situations? I cry. Aside from being a big baby. <laughs> I know, totally. What a dork. Um, I mean, just when I think I cry most when there's just like something about inspiration or overcoming or just like awe and wonder. I think that gets to me, like especially when things are bigger than. I can comprehend, you know? That's yeah. just like, holy crap, I'm so small and I love it. It's like being a young kid, I feel, you know, there's a point where I felt like I knew everything or just like had it figured out. And then it's like, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. In and it's every just field. like, yeah. yeah, it's just, it gets bigger, not smaller yep. and super humbling. It's crazy. It seems like there would at least be one field that's like, okay, I can master that pretty easily. Everything, yeah, no. I mean, it's like, God damn. <laughs> like, like, it's almost like, uh, people always say there's like a learning curve, but really I think there's like different plateaus along the yeah, learning curve. For and so sure. it's like you hit the first one, and you're like, I learned all there is. And then you take a break from it. And like now I'm getting back into music. So I'm starting to see the second learning curve. I'm like, whoa, yeah. okay, this keeps going way higher. And now I can actually see the other plateaus I'm probably going to hit. Yeah, it's like it's, summoning a mountain and realizing there's like a huger mountain after that. I think like, that's what? called like the second mountain. I don't remember yeah, who wrote totally. it. Um, but yeah, it, life is kind of like that. Like, what do you think at the end of life? Do you think you'll ever hit that final mountain? Or like, I've always thought of like the most humane way to, if you're putting your dog down, it's like really old, its legs are coming out and has yeah, cancer, yeah, yeah. would be to like buy 10 squirrels and like let them go and it's chasing one and it's just as about to get it. You like <laughs> shoot it in the back of the head. Super yeah. evil, but like, wouldn't that be how you'd want to be? You're like, yes, I got my thing. And then you boom, black out in an instant. So I'm like, I wonder if life's like that or like you finally catch the, the end of all goals. Cause if you caught it, you know you'd be unhappy not even unhappy but you'd be unfulfilled again within a week you right know? so it's right. life a whole cycle of just reaching that and then being unfulfilled again yeah man what a great question yeah my dad always says like if i get to that place just like push me off a cliff please like i don't want to <laughs> you know like you couldn't deal with it but um or yeah do like some crazy kite flying or like i don't know jumping on airplanes or something crazy and just yeah. You know, go out, go out quick. Go out crazy. Have yeah. You, how, do you have a hunch of how you're going to die? Or do you think, are you going to go out on your own terms like that? I actually don't. I think especially growing up around like very sort of spiritual beliefs. And I think especially more Eastern philosophy around like reincarnation and things yeah. like that. And even enlightenment. I think I did think early on that there was this like enlightenment place that you get to mm -hmm. and you like know everything and you're like, enlightened but as I've done way more research and looked into way more religions and you know understanding philosophy and and humans and human development and the way we process things I don't believe that there is like just a really? one place that's just like done I don't believe in heaven I don't believe in like this one-stop enlightenment thing mm -hmm. I think I do believe in reincarnation because it's the only thing that makes sense to me like mm -hmm. it's all energy it's just gotta be recycled yeah exactly yeah. I'm not sure exactly how it works but I feel like 
just when we're born, like we're all so different. Like mm -hmm. how could that just be individuality on day one? Like yeah. I feel like there has to be some way, you know? And some people have crazy memories and stuff. Maybe that's all fake, but like. Do you have like, are I you like one of those past lives people? No, no, I don't. No. <laughs> that's when I always kind of like tune out with people where they're like, yeah, I saw a therapist who helped me tune into my last life. I'm like. Okay, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, no. To push back a little bit on like the enlightenment pl pl place. And I'm yeah, not yeah. like breaking on and jerking myself off about it, but I've never really talked about like my experiences on DMT on the show. I just say like, yeah. hey, I've really enjoyed it for a while, uh. but I have three vivid experiences. Um, I have a lot of experiences where I'm like, oh, this feels like a high dose of mushrooms, but three unique experiences where I was no longer tiger. I no longer had a body completely in this almost timeless place where it's like, and then you kind of come back with a little download. Like you can get just a little clip yeah, yeah. of it like okay time's the only thing we have is extremely yeah. precious and then energy is also really you know totally um but like in those moments and you can't even bring back a hundredth of it it really does like you just feel total equanimity and it's like whoa and that's not even the strongest yeah. there's five meo dmt which people say is even more like that oh i'm my gosh. very interested in it but. well i totally agree with you i think that <laughs> there is there that isn't. place no 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 <laughs> what i mean is i don't think that there's just like an end state I don't mm. think that you like get to this place and it's done. Like, I don't think it's a goal and then you've like yeah. graduated. The goal is to die. <laughs> no, I think the goal is to expand your consciousness and oh, expand cool. your liberty and to like actually contribute to society and humanity and maybe just improve your existence or increase yeah. your existence and maybe increase your memory and your ability to like yeah. comprehend and see things and understand. And yeah, studying quantum physics and stuff, I mean, they're like, we are a particle, but we're also a wave, right? Mm -hmm. Like particles are There's also waves. Thing where I tune out. These no, no, this stuff <laughs> is so awesome. Yeah, Come on. Give it, give but it. like, I think you were more experiencing your wave state, like across the universe. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah, You're no, like, no, no I, can, I can't like, agree whatever. with that. No, but then people are always like, and then so like on a microscopic scale, there are infinite different possibilities. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. That doesn't help sure. me right now. In no, this no, I don't, I don't believe in like multiple realities and mm. multiple dimensions and stuff. I think a lot of quantum physics is BS, but I and love. Not even BS, but just above yeah, being who knows? real. Like you really can't grasp it. This is sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, sci now we've graduated to Star Trek, like whatever. Yeah, cool. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, you know what's, I was going to say, um, when you said like the goal is to expand consciousness and help people and stuff, what's expanded your consciousness the most? Ooh. Aside from meditation. That's obviously, it seems like going to be your answer. Yeah. Meditation. So stole you, steal your main answer. Away. I know. Steal my thunder. Um, working with kids. Really? For yeah. sure. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually taught a business course to kids um, what? a few months ago and it was just like, yeah, basics of business. And if we had four sessions. you can buy a crayon for five cents and sell it to this chump for 10 cents. No, you that's buy two exactly. two crayons next time. No, that's exactly. <laughs> well, so it was fifth graders. Okay. And um, I was trying to figure out. I had a bunch of handouts that I made. And we we're all sitting in a circle on the floor, like, just going through these handouts. And then one kid turned to me and he was like, is this all we're going to do? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I got to figure out something more fun to do. Yeah. And just off the fly, I had my friend go grab a bunch of random things from the office. Mm -hmm. And she brought them all back. And then I had a bunch of little, like, chips. And I gave them all ten. And I was like, okay, you guys just all mowed my lawn for these ten. You know, here you go, your ten things. Ten bucks. Now um, you can all, like, trade and buy things from each other. And they just went on, like, a half an hour super intense marketplace, like free market experience wow. where they were all like buying and selling different things. And some people were marketing them. Some people had hoarded all of them. Another person had like all the money, but no products. Yeah. And like 
one kid kept stealing a bunch of chips from other people and he came up to me and he was like he was like well what I learned is that you can steal money and like oh make a lot God. and I was like shit like it's so true that's and that's so, so awful but like in this mini experiment like they learned so much in half that's an hour and it was cool. so fun yeah. it was so fun it's almost like like so you you get up past the first like let's say 100 plateaus of being a kid to an adult and then you see someone learning the first couple plateaus and you're like oh shit yeah, yeah. kind of cements it a little bit better for you but also just like how much brilliance and how much innovation and how much passion there is in children. I think before they get into that like box mentality. The world's just smashed them Yeah, down. exactly. Yeah. And I think that's so inspiring. I think we need to, you know, help them continue that and yeah. grow that and expand that. And mm-hmm. yeah, that gets me so jazzed. I like it. You know, an idea I've been playing around with lately in terms of conscious, like expanding consciousness. Because I would say like, okay, like it's a, it's a decently well accepted fact that things like MDMA and psychedelics expand consciousness. Yeah. But I've almost, and it's not a fully formed idea, but I'm like, what if consciousness isn't a good thing, but what if it's more, because you could be like, okay, like, do you think dogs are conscious? Yeah. I think all things are conscious. Everything is conscious. All the way down to an ant? Of course. And And a virus? Of course. And do you think, so like atoms in this table are? Yes. Okay. So you're, you're a panpsychism person. I don't know what that's that means. That's the terms of all energy is sure. consciousness. Okay, I agree with you as well. But like, um, but that's a crazy thing to say. It's like you literally think the atoms in this water bottle are conscious. Of but you do, you do. And um, and that's probably why when you're into reincarnation, they think you burn your body so you can get put into the system faster. I don't know. Uh, so that's what what a lot of those like Hindu religions they like burn bodies so your all your energy can go up into the oh, atmosphere. Right. What I always figured was it goes up into the. I've said this a couple of times on the show. I'm sorry, people. It goes up into the atmosphere and then it settles back down and the sediment turns into trees and then something a, a herbivore eats it and then a carnivore eats that and then yeah. you eat it. So that's how your consciousness gets into bigger bigger things. So the real way yeah. to incarnate fast would be uh, be fed to lions. Oh. Skip all that cycle. Or reincarnate sharks. Why fast. not? Yeah, yeah, maybe sharks, maybe sharks. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you, sharks. (laughs) But, you know, just be fed to some animal. It's like, ooh, and then then their poop immediately turns into a tree. So even what they don't get. I'm not sure if our particles just get recycled or if, like, we maintain some type of, like, individuality. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think it'd be a homogenous mix of all the different energies of the particle. We're getting way too woo-woo now, no, but you know what so I mean. Fun, yeah. it, no, it's a really interesting thought of reincarnation. But okay, so say if you don't believe panpsychism, like the people listening right now, they're not crazy like you and I, thinking literally <laughs> atoms and energy are conscious. Um, I, I always catch up a lot of people are like, I think dogs are conscious, but they don't think ants are conscious. So it's like, well, what? how far down Come does it go? On. Then, ants you know? are brilliant. Have and, you seen an ant hole? Like they're what is it called? Ant house? Ant? Yeah, I, but you can make the argument, um, at least an argument. So I have a, a wasp catcher at my house, like yeah. where it's just like they go in and they can't get out. And one day I sat there, I was like, watched like three wasps, wasps die because otherwise they're going to sting me. I'm not a monster. But you watch them <laughs> and all three of them went through the exact same like stages of dying where like keep fighting and then do this thing. And then near the end, it like uh. almost spasm out in this way. I'm like, interesting. So I'm like, I wonder if all the way up to dogs and even humans, for all we know, are like not conscious, but they just have all these millions of infinite mechanisms. Like when a dog begs for food, like it just knows that's one potential way. It knows if it cuddles you or it acts this way, that's another way of getting, like what if it's just really in-depth coding that can get it so far to get the things that it wants, you know? Yeah, or but like, that, I mean, what is the coding? That's consciousness, like what? Well, I mean, like maybe they're not making intense decisions on their own, but they're making collective decisions. But would you be conscious if there was no experience? If you, literally, you were here, but there's no person or nothing behind your eyes experiencing it, that would be, you'd be no consciousness, but you'd still be a person in the world. Yeah, know? but like an ant sees something and changes directions or mm-hmm. like fights with other animals yeah. or 
but what if that's just the line of coding of like that's how to survive the longest through evolution that's what it's kind of built. I, I don't know I mean this but who knows what is consciousness exactly. well, like because they're even arguing that robots or AI like yeah. will have an ability That'd to see insane. things and change directions but yeah. at the same time their processor isn't big enough to fully make human decisions mm -hmm. or I mean but who knows no, it maybe be, it will be one day and that's why so that's the third category of conscious so i think either consciousness is panpsychism everyone has it and i believe each of these kind of equally the third one's my crazy idea and i don't think anyone else has ever <laughs> shared the second idea is um that it's just kind of like the bigger brain cells you have like maybe it goes down to dogs or maybe it goes down to cats or yeah. something but at a certain point it cuts off like amoeba probably aren't conscious they probably just know head that way toward the light or whatever or you know whatever like i'm not i'm not expecting you to believe this i'm just throwing around the idea of most people don't think the atoms are conscious you know most people have a hierarchy and it tends yeah, to yeah. be the further away on the evolutionary tree that you are from something is the less conscious you think it is. Like we think elephants are more conscious than reptiles because right. we're closer on the evolutionary right, tree, right, right. which I also agree with. Yeah. Um, but the third one, which I've been toying around with, obviously there's the fourth one. Let's really go quick over the fourth one. You, Ariel, you're the only conscious being in the entire universe. And it's all fabricated around you. You can never fully yeah, cut that. Yeah, we're in okay. a video game. Yeah. I get it. Or whatever, or whatever. Elon yeah. Musk believes that. Yeah, so that's a, that's an idea that, that another people talk about. I was like, you, you, or the person for right now right. listening to this, right. you are the only conscious being in the whole universe. Thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> but the fourth idea that I'm toying around with, and I don't really know how to make it fit, is what if consciousness is a mutation, just like, or like, um, whatever. Uh, I think it was like a half million years ago. Uh, yeah an allele switched where your brain would double for longer and you know if that happened before people would die out but once yeah. we had cooked meat we had enough energy or calories to support the brain to grow twice as big so what if at some point humans developed uh, like a consciousness gene clicked on yeah and it's like okay now humans are conscious what if other like rats are conscious what if like 10 different animals and insects are conscious what if it's literally a mutation that can happen yeah and if so in some way isn't consciousness almost cancerous in the way that once you're conscious, the only thing you want to do is not die. And by doing that, we're kind of killing everything in the whole world, you know? And also, if consciousness gets dark enough, I think humans, if we're the only conscious creatures, are the only one that can kill ourselves on our own volition. <laughs> we can kill ourselves. So I'm like, is consciousness necessarily a good thing? Or are you going to start an intense cult where everyone takes pills and just dies or something? Don't, no, 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 no. I don't have any of this. But I was just like, like what is consciousness? Because I think those are the four main camps that you can believe in of like, what, like, what animals insects and beings are conscious yeah yeah no i feel yeah i mean i think it's just incredible that we can make choices and that you know humans have the consciousness that we do and we've definitely not used it very well no. um but well, like yeah. i don't know <laughs> i guess my question is too like how did this all happen like creation yeah. like whoa. even if it know. is god okay who yeah. made god well, yeah who made or that like the big bang god? or just whatever even yeah. if it's just evolution and science like mm -hmm what the heck i feel like it's such an intelligent process yeah. and i mean maybe if it's totally just random mm -hmm. i mean that's super cool yeah. and just that we're like so tiny upon so tiny upon so tiny Crazy and that odds. we're like still here it's insane yeah. i mean just the like statistics yeah. it's like you're probably the one conscious being if we really get down to it you know <laughs> oh, um, yeah. but but no like like the real weirdest question in terms of where did it all come from obviously the big ones when did time turn on or like when the first right, atom, right. like whenever but the real question that really tricks me up okay so you have the big bang there's all these atoms everywhere in the universe yeah when did the first one become conscious or when did it start moving 
Yeah. Because it seems like if something's not alive, it's just staying there. And like, I really looked into it and people are like, oh, lightning hit a wet, a moist pool and one of the <laughs> algaes uh, gained. I'm like, what? In what way does that make sense? I could electrocute uh, a body of water. It it's charges the ions, but they're not like, you know, like how did the first thing that could move and make decisions ever come about? I yeah, cannot find a rational insane. answer for that one. It's so amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. I actually, when I was young, I know it totally is. When I was young, I used to believe that like there were people watching because like that was also the only way that I thought that this would be fun too. It's like, because yeah, if there was like a purpose or like, I just remember always feeling like I was on stage as a kid and like I would do something and I just pictured, well, I mean, I was also spiritual. So I pictured like all the saints and sages of all the religions or Mm -hmm. all these like great beings that were conscious out in space being like, yay, or like, I don't know. I don't believe that anymore. But like- You have to stop believing that as soon as you start masturbating in life. You're like, (laughs) all right, that's definitely not real. Please God, (laughs) make that not be real. Please don't watch me. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, no, but I think it, I just like, I felt like why would this exist unless it wasn't just like some cool simulation or like some play and like we're here to like do our best and grow and learn. I don't know. I mean, I've, I went through a bout of atheism for a while and that was super interesting to just be like, totally, this is dark and scientific and there's no point and we all just become ash and And now you're spiritual or are you a specific one? Well, I grew up super spiritual, then went through atheism, and now I feel like I'm just trying to piece together more of a scientific understanding and like mm. more of a personal individual understanding because yeah. I think just as a young person and also being influenced by you know people around me, I think I had more of a maybe a group think around mm-hmm. you know part of a spiritual practice that yeah. like had a certain philosophy, and now it's I just feel as like, much religion. Even if you're like spiritual and you don't have any totally. bad beliefs, you're still kind oh, of believing yeah. what other people tell you. Oh yeah, yeah. You so, might like panpsychism. It, it seems right up your alley. It's not oh like a fully gosh. formed like religion, but it's definitely like a, a theory of thinking that like some, you know, those philosophy people go down. Yeah. I love it. I don't okay. know. It's goofiness. Share some books and stuff. With um, but to, cause we got like 10 or so minutes left oh, to yeah. get less crazy spiritual. And, <laughs> We've and been way out there. What, what are some things that have made transformational shifts in your life that you started doing since you were in your early twenties? That's where I am. Ooh, um, like what, what could you do over the next like eight to 10 years? If you were to go back, what, what are some things you'd make sure you do? Oh man. Um, find some amazing mentors for sure. Will you mentor me? Of course. Sweet. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think finding people that you're able, I think, you know, mentors are the best when they really listen and guide you along your central bias. They're not like, this is the way that life is. They're like, cool, this is what you want to do. Let's like do that to the best of your ability. Yeah. Um, yeah. So finding great mentors. Um, I think having some type of introspective practice where like, even if it's just journaling or just like some time of walking in the woods or just where you're like by yourself and you're just able to come back and sort of like reformulate yourself. Mm -hmm. Cause I notice for myself when I'm so outward and hanging out with so many different people and even just with social media and online presence and just all of the content that we're constantly just getting bombarded with. You're constantly busy. You just don't ever take a minute. Yeah, exactly. And then that almost becomes a habit where like, like standing still almost feels bad and you want to just like keep it all coming. Yep. So like consciously taking that time I think is super important because then it's like, who am I? What do I want to do? You know, 
So you, and just okay, we're gonna get spiritual for one more second. People <laughs> always hit this part, and I'm like, do you think there is like a you deep down that you have to be truthful for? Do you think that every kind of person is at the very end, bottom of us, we're kind of the same, and we just have different lenses that we say, I want to be happy, healthy, and wealthy, and you want to do that through different routes than other people. Like some people are better at math or doctors or you know different things. Like, do you think there is a you deep down that you have to be truthful for, or do you think? You're just like any of us. We're all trying to be happy, healthy, and wealthy, and we're just doing it the way that works best for us. Uh, I do think there's a me that I'm trying to be Ooh, true to. Interesting. Yeah, because I guess I just feel it. Cool. Like when I'm not in alignment with that, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, but I totally honor and respect everyone else's like same yeah. journey doing 100%. that. You have to. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So I like feel when, like it's a combo of both. would be an example of when you weren't in alignment with your inner self? Uh, oh my gosh. Well, just different choices or even times when I haven't stood up for myself or used my voice in a way that I, you know, wanted to or just, yeah, I mean, like recently asking for a raise was super awesome. Like just advocating for myself and, yeah. you know, just like being like, I believe in myself and I, you know, I know what I'm good for. Um, but yeah, I think did there's, it, work? it did. Congrats. Well, thank That's you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But I think that it's so easy to just, I don't know, go along with the herd or just like lose sight of, you know, what we're capable of and like who we are and, and sort of our calling. I don't know. I guess yeah. I do believe in callings. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe in callings as well, but I think that's a really good way to think about it. Um, I think it's easy to get lost in groupthink because it's almost just less pressure on yourself if you're just kind of reiterating things that other people oh, say. Yeah. It's like you have a team to back up what you're saying. Oh, yeah. And you know you're kind of going to be liked as long as you yeah. say it's right. And I think it's extremely comforting. That's why, like, when I know people who are religious or I know people who are very left-wing yeah. or very right-wing, it's like, I never try to talk them out of them. Like, you found a group. Who am I to ever try to talk you out right. of your friendship with all right. the, the group you're with? You know? I know. We want to belong. We yeah. want to belong. I know. We so do. When I threw out religion for those few years... Mm -hmm. And I'm still coming out of that. But it was like super scary because it was almost like standing alone for the first time being yeah. like, oh, my God, I'm fully responsible for my decisions and my life. And like, yeah, holy crap. Yeah. Like, here we go. That's pretty cool. So it was one day you were just like, you know, what? this whole thing I've been building up my entire life. Fuck it. Or was it like over the course of a week, you're like, I think I'm someone else. It was honestly, it was a year or two. Oh, wow. You know, it was just like trying to better understand myself and trying to better understand. And then, yeah, suddenly it was just like, whoa, no, yeah. I got to I gotta rethink this. Mm -hmm. Well, do you ever do something crazy? Like, have you ever shaved your hair, or just got a completely different outfit that's like not you? And don't you almost feel like a different person? It almost feels good to no longer be like tamed to yourself, you know? Yeah. And the hardest part about that is everyone around you always, oh, you're wearing, like you look way right. different today. Or, oh, you shave your, like all these different things. It's like the more people you have around you that all kind of have group think, they kind of force you to be the same. So it's almost freeing to not be yourself in a lot of situations. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, so this is funny and hopefully we don't get too far down the rabbit hole and now we have limited time. But I've, I've been wanting to create a podcast or some type of YouTube video or something where I'm acting out all these different pieces of myself because I don't want people to think that I have multiple personality disorder <laughs> but I feel like there are so many elements of myself like I have this intense businesswoman I have yeah. this granola person I have this spiritual person I have yeah. this atheist person and I love all these complex ideas idea. and thoughts yeah so you'd have and different outfits for each like you'd have your like you're, you're kind yeah, of because it's so freeing suit. too yeah. like then I could be the superhero and be super aggressive wow. and intense then I could yeah. be like Tony Stark and just be like I'm all about the money yeah. and then I could be like in my kitchen cooking home stuff and be like I'm a hippie yay garden 
That's unbelievably cool, and I think everyone would unanimously click with that. You should 100% do that. Thanks. I need That's help a really to good start. Idea. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm helping if anyone here, like, who would you need to help you with that? I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not crazy. That's the one thing that crazy people do is whisper into the microphone, I'm not crazy. You would have been fine up to there. No, everyone, I think every single person I know is like, not even different people around different people in different situations. Everyone's like a, kind of like you're a homogenous mix of different people, of and course. sometimes one of them comes out more but I think that's a really cool idea I think it'd be freeing forever it would almost be like a TikTok trend do you ever use TikTok yeah yeah totally you know how people like have the different like bump exactly but I think that that's very human and very human nature is that we actually do have different parts of ourselves that are all like working and reacting and you know we have the victim side and we have the hero side and we and I feel like you know in every big blockbuster movie there's like one of those characters and we can relate weirdly to like all of them all of them you know that's the weirdest thing is when uh, TV shows and movies have a villain like yeah and you you're see, like i sort of get it yes did you see what was it the called? joker is the no, no the pablo escobar one no. uh the netflix show no oh so he's an evil guy yeah and you really empathize with him yeah and it's like whoa is it weird that i'm empathizing with someone who like murdered hundreds we're of people we're all human we're all human that's, that's crazy what, stuff yeah it's like you really do are kind of capable of the things that the majority of humans evil things that humans have done not like the really bad ones like yeah. ted bundy and stuff those are people with clearly something wrong For with their brain. Sure. But other people, like like uh, a cop who maybe is a little bit mean to someone, like if you were in their situation for 10 years, you've been bred to do that and your friends, yeah. I'm sure just one day, just the, the marching trance that you're in would push you there. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, we got to snap people out of trances. That's why when I'm in traffic and someone cuts me off or someone or someone does something, like I never honk out of like, oh, I'm angry at you. I'm like, Hey, please get out of that trance you're in. Wake up a little bit. You could injure one of us. We're all the same. Please don't, uh, yeah. you know, fuck over other people's days. Use your consciousness. Use your consciousness, even though it's evil. No, I see. I haven't even made up my mind if it's good or bad. I'm like, just on the fence. I'm like, the more conscious you are, is it good or bad? Like, I think your dog seems pretty. Do you have a dog? No, I don't. But dogs seem pretty happy, right? Yeah. Cats seem pretty happy. Yeah. They're probably uh, less conscious than my you. My cat just like tortures mice and like will just torture them for hours but until they happy. die. But it's, it's I mean, but it's so vicious. It's so funny. But they're probably I mean, less she would eat me if she was a lion. Like oh, I yeah. know it. That's hilarious. Um <laughs> I assume all lions would eat all people. Yeah, of course. Um <laughs> but like they probably have less deep introspective thoughts and worries and things that you do, right? So it's like at what Maybe, point is I mean, being more consciousness, having a wider ability to think about it, like yeah. keeping us from being happy and just like simple. Like, you know, those, like uh, Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. Yeah. You know, he just seems happy and just like, and I think that's almost something people like in people is just like naive yeah. happiness. So I'm like, yeah. I wonder if consciousness is the opposite of that. Yeah. Can we be human beings instead of human doings? Ooh, deep. We'll end it with that. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Do you have anything you want to shout out? People Thanks, can Dad. find or reach you somewhere or what? Um, what links sure. are put in the description? Yeah, Ariel.inc is my Instagram and um, reach out to me there. We'd love to talk to you. Wonderful. I love you having me on the show. Thank you very much and have a beautiful day. Bye.